Session 454, Chapter 3, Verse 122, A Continuation. When two parties of you were about to lose heart, although God was their helper and protector, and in God let the believers put all their trust. Chapter 3, verse 122. In the Battle of Ohud, a small Muslim army disrupted the ranks of Quraysh and was on a clear path to victory. It looked like a repeat of the humiliation Quraysh received in Badr. However, as the retreating Meccans left behind spoils of war, the Muslim archers stationed on the high slopes of Mount Ohud breached Prophet Muhammad's strict orders. They abandoned their positions and went down to the battlefield to collect the spoils, exposing the back of the Muslim forces. Khalid ibn al-Walid encircled them with his cavalry and attacked them from behind. Many Muslims were killed, and the Prophet was injured as they withdrew after sustaining losses. It was a significant setback for the faithful. Almost 60 verses of the Qur'an cover this battle in its various stages because Allah wants us to study and think about the events of the day. Victory does not encourage much study or retrospection, but we can learn much from defeat. Hence, this setback is our great opportunity to reflect and learn valuable lessons. Let's look at a few. Lesson 1. When the Muslim army left for the battle, the hypocrites were under the leadership of Ibn Ubay. They deserted the army and returned to Medina, saying to the Prophet, We are not people of war. Had we known how to fight, we would certainly have followed you. Hence, the Battle of Ahud was a test for the believers and only the believers. In other words, Ahud did not happen to differentiate the believers from non-believers. Instead, it was a purification for the believers. The goal was to strengthen the faith of the Muslims. Why, you may ask? We answer that the Muslims around Prophet Muhammad and their descendants bear the heavy task of spreading Islam worldwide till the Day of Judgment. Only those with firm hearts, strong spirits in adversity, and the ability to resist the temptations of the world can be entrusted with such a mission. Lesson 2 Faith is not simply established in your heart the moment you declare Islam. Rather, every circumstance in your life requires you to renew your faith and strengthen it. For that reason, Allah tells us about the two groups of believers, Banu Salama and Banu Haritha, who entertained the ideas of leaving the Muslim army. But did they leave the army and follow their desire, or did they stay firm to fulfill God's command? They remained, and they were among the best Muslim fighters in Ahud. Thus we learn that there were people who professed their faith and remained firm the entire time. There were also hypocrites who left the army and never returned. Lastly, some Muslims thought about leaving, then they overcame their desire and stayed with our beloved Muhammad. The human soul is ever-changing, and you must protect your faith under all circumstances.
Lesson 3. But there is a fourth group from which we can learn the most significant lesson, especially in our material world. These men in the Muslim army remained firm in their faith when the hypocrite Ibn Ubay left the army with his followers. They did not entertain the thoughts of deserting the Muslim army as did the clans of Haritha and Salama. But when the first signs of victory flashed, they rushed towards the spoils and disobeyed the messenger's command. In other words, they were tempted by material possessions. God says, God fulfilled his promise to you. You were routing them with his permission, but then you faltered, disputed the order, and disobeyed once he had brought you within sight of your goal. Some of you desire the gains of this world, and others desire the world to come. And then he prevented you from defeating them as a test. He has now forgiven you. God is most gracious to the believers. Chapter 3 Verse 152. Lesson 4. We should not be fooled or enamored by any human being. For example, Khalid ibn al-Walid was the hero of the disbelievers in the Battle of Uhud. He was the one who seized the opportunity to encircle the Muslim army. This was before Khalid embraced Islam. Some people marvel that Khalid was a brilliant military man and that any side he was on would be victorious. We ask, was he not in the battle of the trench? Yes, he was still on the side of the disbelievers as they lost, so where was his genius then? The lesson to learn is that when man's genius competes against man's genius, the best will win. However, no human can overcome or outsmart the divine arrangement. Thus, Khalid's brilliance did not appear in the Battle of the Trench as it did in Uhud, because as soon as the Muslim archers abandoned their position in defiance of Prophet Muhammad's order, the Muslims lost God's support. Now they were left to their human ability and intelligence to compete against the superior army of Quraysh under the leadership of Khalid. Had the Muslims remained faithful to the divine guidance, Khalid's genius would never have been able to manifest itself over the arrangements of his Lord. Lesson 5. The Battle of Uhud was neither a victory nor a defeat for either side. Why, you may ask? We answer that a victory requires the dominant army to evacuate the opposing forces from the battlefield while the victors remain. Did Quraysh stay on the battlefield? No, they retreated. Victory is also expressed by the capture of a number of the enemy soldiers, which neither side did. The disbelievers knew that Medina was empty and that only the hypocrites, women, and children were left behind. Yet they did not feel that they could enter the city. Neither side gained territory, captured anyone, took spoils, or remained on the battlefield. Thus, we can safely say it was neither a victory nor a defeat. The Messenger said, My Lord, my people treat this Qur'an as something to be ignored. Chapter 25, verse 30 Do not abandon God's book. Please take a moment to subscribe and to share with your family and friends. Visit us at www 
quran garden dot com